What's up, everyone? Tonight on 20,000 Films, we will be doing our spoiler-free review of Dune Part 2. So grab your spices, get your Dune popcorn bucket, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to 20,000 Films Under the Sea. I'm your host, DJ, and I'm joined by two lovely individuals. First, I'll introduce the five-star man, Devin, Brevin the Dude. How are you doing, my friend? Cheers. I'm doing. I'm drinking a Red Bull at 7 p.m. <laughs> 7 p.m. Red Bull. Always the, the best kind of Red Bull, honestly. Yeah. I, That's I'm, when Red you know, Bull was... like tastes at its peak, you know? You know... I got so used to having the flavored Red Bulls that now when I take my first sip of like a cold regular Red Bull, it like gives me goosebumps and like chills. It's it, I don't know how to explain. Does it give you like? It's just does like, it also give you superpowers? It gives me wings. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, you know what? I walked into that one. I walked into that one. Uh, we yeah, are also yeah. joined by Genesaw. Beautiful here. With us today. Welcome in. How are you doing today? Hi. What? Yeah. Queen Bitchin. That's me. Well, DJ doesn't know that. DJ wasn't here oh, when yeah. I was. Yeah. I, I was, was out here bitching. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't born then. Uh, you, yeah, no. you, you were. You, you were just an embryo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just. I was just a sperm cell, just swimming around. Just an embryo. Yeah. Just chilling. No, just chilling. No. I hope not, uh, because then we would be robbing the cradle. It was just a few years ago. I uh, I had a podcast myself um, called Let's Get Bitchin', because mm, I love okay. bitchin', I am bitchin', and I love bitches. So yeah, there you I go. am the queen of bitchin'. I, I agree with all of that. The three or so. four Bs. No. The, the three or the four. The, the, the ten. <laughs> all the, of the them. Ten, Bitch manments, yeah. if you will. The bitch manments. Yeah. I could come up with them, I'm sure. <laughs> we, should, we should we should have bitching, a, you know. We should have a shipwreck episode where we, we write out the bitch manments of uh the bitch of, manments. That that's yeah. that will probably be the uh the the, the, the ladies of, of GK episode. Yeah. Oh my and god, can, that would be a ladies of you, you know that's yeah. happening. It's happening now. It's happening. We we've raised yeah, we, yeah, we, raised we, we met our goal. So yeah, yeah. It's Man. gonna happen hopefully I, whenever, I in the there. summer. I hopefully think, right? soon. Yeah. Yeah. I wanna so, see I it. Need to be yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to sit there and moderate the whole thing. <laughs> Are you? I don't think you're allowed. I wanna, I wanna make sure we don't have any, you know, dumb you know, viewers and commenters because they like to show themselves. Yeah, no, we're we're all there to we're gonna police the chat. You know what I'm saying? We're there to mm -hmm. hold it down. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. It doesn't happen lines. that much around here. But do, yeah. do you remember when we used to get hate rated and shit like that? You remember those days? Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't there. I wasn't yeah. born then. So yeah, <laughs> no, I still still haven't been born. <laughs> yeah. I you know I was just wondering that today, DJ. How old are you? Uh, I'm 23. 
23. Okay. You're a little older than I thought. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a little older than I thought. That's honestly best compliment I've received. <laughs> I, I see that Tekken 8 shirt you got there. You, yeah, dude, you getting a, in it. Yeah, you getting dude, in it. A, you, yeah, dude. I got it. It's all the games on the back, too. Oh, shit. That's cool. That's cool. It's from Uniqlo, dude. Uniqlo. Yeah. They did that's a cool. new uh, Tekken collab. So that's right. As soon as I saw it, I bought it. Um, because I have zero impulse control. Dude, uh, I saw somebody on TikTok wearing the coolest Final Fantasy VII t-shirt I've seen. Ooh. And I so I went deep on the internet searching for it. I could not find it. I got to do some more looking. But I, Dude, it, I was inspired. Apparently Rebirth is fire. Apparently Rebirth Dude, is insane. I know. I, and I remember that was the first game I snagged on the Fantasy Critic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I went in. Hella points. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shane and Classic Rebirth is fire. Ten yeah, out of ten. ten. <laughs> I still need to play the f- the first uh, remake. I need to play Integrate, but uh, yeah, yeah. You said you own it, right? I own it. Yeah, I just haven't been able to uh, like get around to playing it. So yeah, play can't it. get away from Tekken. I can't, dude. I just reached <laughs> red ranks uh, the other night, so I'm proud of myself mm-hmm. for that. Um, you know, beating people's asses, getting my ass beat. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I dude, I it's it's taking every fiber in my being not to just go buy a PS5 right now. <laughs> just, just like <laughs> I, I need <laughs> just inject yeah. rebirth into well, me. <laughs> I went searching on the internet because originally when the game was announced, it said it was going to be on PS5 and PC, and um, I found so many different sources, like including like like PC Gamer, like the the mm-hmm. official website said yeah. that. Uh, PlayStation actually only has a three-month exclusivity window on Final oh, Fantasy VII God. Rebirth, so it's only exclusive so, to to the PlayStation until May. Yeah, so mm-hmm. once May comes around, you will not shut up about Final Fantasy. No, I will not. <laughs> I will not. That, that's if I don't <laughs> cave and just buy a PS5 to play it. You know what I mean? Oh man. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, who knows, dude? Maybe, maybe a PS5 falls at your doorstep. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Santa said, "Oh shit, forgot to deliver this." You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, take note. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we're yeah. never going to fail to deliver because this is 20,000 Films Under the Sea, your choice for all the nerdy pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you want each and every week. If you like that, you can head on over to our Discord channel where you can submit questions and topics to the show, get exclusive content, and have early access to episodes before they go on live on a podcast and video service near you but if you emptied your pockets for the latest and greatest in entertainment that's cool with us you can watch us record this show live right here at twitch.tv slash good show i repeat twitch.tv slash good show just like shane and drax in the chat if you have amazon prime you also have twitch prime and we would love for for you to give that to us to help us keep the lights on and cameras rolling but you can also support us by going to our YouTube channel, hitting subscribe, or by leaving a review on our podcast channel by searching 20,000 Films Under the Sea, and we'll be waiting there for you. And then one day, Ernell will sing the Under the Sea song that Sebastian sings, and he will alter <laughs> his voice just like Sebastian for you. Arnell's dead, dude. I don't know. He passed. Arnell's dead. <laughs> He'll do it from the grave. Don't talk about my father that way. <laughs> He's he's dead, <laughs> in air quotes. No, no, he's not dead. He's he's off uh, fighting um, 
sadistic space Teletubbies. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to fight my battle against the space squirrels, but now he's fighting sadistic Teletubbies right mm -hmm. now. Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it turns out that the he he's found them in California, Oregon, Washington, and uh now Utah. <laughs> yeah, it sucks he had to get drafted into that, you know. I know, right? But, you know, he's fighting the good fight. Yeah, yeah. He's keeping them <laughs> off the <her> planet. <laughs> Genesee. <laughs> yes. Uh we have some director's commentary. Uh first off, uh we're sorry. Uh mostly I'm sorry for the uh miss miss upload uh of uh death ratio and uh the shipwreck show for this week so if you guys on youtube or if you guys are uh following the other podcast channels and you didn't see it at the time it was supposed to release we apologize uh some mishaps some technical uh technical difficulties but we're back on track and hopefully this episode will be posted uh at 12 p.m pacific standard time uh uh the next day of this recording um, uh, also, all of our shows are on your favorite podcast service of choice. Uh, we're about three episodes deep each for, for Death Ratio and 20,000 Films, which includes this episode. So, uh, yeah, go follow us on there and be sure to rate us and leave your feedback because, you know, uh, we want to make this show better for you guys. We want th this show to entertain you so you guys don't feel embarrassed to share with your friends uh, that this podcast is great. You know, you know, you ever hang out with your friends and they, they bring up the, uh, the subject of a podcast that they're listening to. You know, you, you shouldn't be embarrassed to mention us. OK, you should be actually be proud. You know, me personally, I bring it up every chance I get. You know, I, I, mm -hmm. I, I'm ordering I'm ordering coffee at my my local community coffee. You know, they, they said, would you like some sugar with that? It's like, actually, uh, I run a podcast uh, with a few other people, um, mostly based out of the uh, Pacific Northwest. Um, it's like, but we're in Louisiana. It's like that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Okay, yeah, it's a great it, podcast. It, <laughs> it's a great. It, listen. Is it bad that like I bring up the podcast in like interviews? <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not that bad because like you know I mean... you know how to manage like equipment and you know speak uh, between with people like that shows I'm computer literate. Yeah. I, I mean, mean just people... know that if you mention it in an interview, then they can look into that. Like yeah. they can watch oh, it. Oh, I definitely think I, I, I definitely podcast. like do some vetting beforehand. You know what I mean? Like yeah. do vetting beforehand. You know, when I did my interview with um my previous insurance job, I brought it up mm -hmm. and uh and I remember when I got to the third and final video because it was all through uh like you know zoom and stuff like that i remember the second the manager got on he like saw my camera quality and my sound and he's like this is the best i've i've ever had in an interview before <laughs> it was the first thing he said but um but yeah it, it's all about the betting it's like you know right yeah. place right person type of deal yeah they, but, they, uh, they go they go look up the podcast and they magically click on the episode where you're like man fuck my fucking job fuck this, <laughs> dude, fuck this. you know I've i hate working very... you know they're gonna find the low-key episode where we talk about alligator masturbation is what they're gonna find <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, that's, you know, that's at least that one's a few years old at this point. Also <laughs> maybe he grew. Maybe he's a better person now. I don't, was I on that one? I don't know if I was on I that one. I don't know. I was. 
I was a part of that train wreck. <laughs> no, you which were. Which is why I, I don't you tell my employers. I think it was you, Ernell, and Garrick. Garrick was on. Yeah, Ernell and I led that train wreck. We drove it straight into the ground, and it was great. It was a great time. Yeah, uh, but yeah. that's why I tell everybody except for my employers about the podcast. Um, because they don't need to know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I never say the name of the podcast, though. It's not like it's on oh, that's that you're no. on one. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, 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 the way I phrase it, I was like, I run a podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know just do I mean? back end stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just the back end. Yeah. <laughs> We may be a mess, you know, like sixty percent of the time, but there's a yeah. there's a lot of times where it goes perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to Arnell or Genesee. There's some sick fucks. Yeah, they, they got some, they got they got some things in their heads that need to let out, and sometimes it verbally you vomits. Them. <laughs> yeah, just fast forward. The rest of us do. No. <laughs> Sometimes I just stare off into the distance and Hello Darkness, My Old Friend plays in the mm. background. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a, yeah. you know, that thousand yards. That's stare everybody, right? Into... Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's a good gun in Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to move into our next segment. Devin, can you tell the people at home what our next segment is? Absolutely. We're getting straight into it, guys. We have been on the cutting room floor we have reviewed it ourselves so we are about to provide to you the final cut hey i don't have the special shit Ooh, has, but <laughs> final cut tonight we are doing our spoiler free review of dune part two and uh, Dude Part 2 is Paul Atreides unites with Shani and the Fremen while on a warpath of revenge against the conspirators who destroyed his family. Facing a choice between the love of his life and the fate of the known universe, he endeavors to prevent a terrible future only he can foresee. Ooh. See, see, <laughs> see, see. see. <laughs> uh, this... Film was released March 1st, 2024. Today, this is the day of the recording. It released today. Uh, direct, directed by uh, Dennis Villeneuve. Villeneuve? Villeneuve? Villeneuve. Sorry. Wow. I think Genesee said it the most correct way out of the three Villeneuve. of us. I, I, I mean, Genesee's always somebody on it. pronounce it weird. I heard somebody pronounce it weird and like because I was like going through some like review videos and stuff earlier and uh they they pronounce it Ville Nue. Ville Nue. Ville Nu Huh? And, like, okay. and they didn't and then they didn't say Dennis, they said Denise. <laughs> Jesus. I think um, I think it would also be correct if you said Villanueve. I think that is the most the correct. L's. Yeah, because yeah. like that, because like last names like that confuse me. Because like in, especially in Louisiana, because we're we're mixing with that Cajun oh. and Creole speak. So like mm -hmm. sometimes shit spelled some way, but it's actually pronounced different. Like, uh, it's it's phonetically said like Natchitoches. There's a city Natchitoches, like N A T C H I, mm -hmm. but we say Natchitoches. That is uh -huh. not like that's that shit like that and like other things and in, in well, portland we we have a river called the willamette but it is spelled oh, yeah. williamette <laughs> <laughs> no 
Will it's spelled W I L L A N E T T E. Same difference. There's not an I in there. <laughs> I mean, there is in the first part, but not in or the... or Cooch Street. Cooch is a is a trip. It's a trip. Cooch. But um, <laughs> yeah. So when you first move here, you call it Couch, and everybody looks at you funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was just down at Couch Street over there. Like what? Dude, like, the Everyone turns around like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, literally. It's a literally. fitting name for the area of Portland too. Cooch. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that makes perfect sense, uh, DJ, because because um, y'all are it's it's like a an adaptation of of the French alphabet, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. is where that comes from yeah that's mm-hmm. that's how i uh think that i'm correctly pronouncing vinoeve is because it's yeah. a spanish alphabet so the l's mm, are different yeah. and the e's are yeah, different yeah because like I, that's why i get mixed up because like it's it's such a melting like, especially like where i live in louisiana it's such a melting pot of different cultures so mm-hmm. it's like whoever whoever pronounces it first i guess that's the right way to do it you know what i mean like <laughs> Guess you're God now. Yeah, I guess you own that word. I heard you. I, heard, I never heard you say that before. Uh, this film has a budget of 190 million dollars, big M, uh, with the box office of right now, with domestic previews, is 12 million dollars with the 80 million dollar projection. Uh, but it did do uh, 21 million dollars overseas, uh, according to a few sources I picked up uh, from yesterday and today so uh it 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 it's it's good people are people watching it and it, it it could be a smash hit uh but we'll talk about more about that oh devin i got an update update uh this is coming from deadline uh dune part two warms its way to 70 million dollars opening friday box office there it is there it is 70 million 70 million dollars hey so Warner, uh i think wb projected they make 66 as a conservative estimate so not bad well not they bad haven't long. they haven't exceeded their budget yet that that they'd have to do or was that just 66 box office opening box or office was opening. That... yeah okay, okay okay yeah for opening night yeah uh so not bad not bad at all for first first uh opening mm-hmm. night uh well, this movie has a runtime of two hours and 46 minutes you guys feel the runtime on this film, I I thought I thought it uh, I thought it was very fitting. I did not feel like the movie was too long at all. Like I I felt I I enjoyed myself when I sat down. Honestly, mm-hmm. it, it didn't really feel like it was that long. The yeah, the yeah. end starts like you're really at your at the edge of your seat. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Which and we'll it get was into not that. at all like Dune One. I feel like if it had been two hours and forty seven minutes of Dune One, <laughs> I no <laughs> I'd be Dune like. One- Dune one was at the end. It was a drag because like it was a transition yeah. between that and this film. But this, um, yeah. the Bechtel test is a measure of the representation of women in film and other fiction. The test asks whether a work features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man for more than one minute of screen time. Does Dune Part Two pass the Bechtel test? Uh, yes, apparently it does. Even though I, I feel like it almost didn't. Feel like yeah. it almost didn't. Because There's a lot of talking about Paul. Yeah, Paul and the Emperor. You know, it, it's all this. And and or, or I kind of uh, want to know where. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so I ever two women talking. 
the the website that um that we uh use it it it's um what's the name of it here one second mm-hmm. where's my bookmarks da, 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 da. uh it's a Bechtel test movie list website and um on it dune part usually they have all the movies listed and they put like an x or a check mark next to it. obviously x is no and the check mark is yes dune part 2 has the check mark in it but it doesn't have the conversation listed for us mm-hmm. and usually it does but it says it has 3 minutes and 37 seconds of two women talking to each other without really I, a man mm, yeah where that, <laughs> The, and I was looking for it. Well, so okay, wait, everybody, wait, wait, wait. take it with a grain of salt. No, 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 this no. is the te- this no, no, no. is the site I, I know that where, I know what happens. Yeah. Uh, where? When, Tell me. when the Reverend Mother goes to the South for the first time, and she meets the the lady that takes the shit out the worm. Oh. Uh, that's the only time because, like, at, yeah. at the end of the conversation, she mentions there's there will be a man. They talk about him. Yeah. But yeah, I think that whole sequence. But counts. the worm probably doesn't have a gender, so that <laughs> that counts too, I guess. for three minutes. I don't know. It, it, it three minutes. I don't know if that was three minutes, but that definitely could have counted. <laughs> definitely could have been. been. Like I said, the movie didn't feel as long as it also, did. Also, do they like do they like chop it up? Do, is it like like fifteen seconds of them talking about? The world and not a man. So they're like, okay, we got 15. Okay, we got 20. I think it has to be at least 60 seconds. Um, I think that's, yeah, like a whole minute without that. And then they cut it. Yeah. You know, then they can add whatever, you know. And then they. I I think that's the rule. I don't know. I don't write the rules. I'm just, I just watch the movies. Okay. We're just messengers, okay? We don't we don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, we're just telling you what, what it says, <laughs> and if they change it, we'll correct ourselves. We will. All right, so we're going to be mm-hmm. on to some fun facts about the film that I found. Uh, this film was actually just officially greenlit uh, on October 26, 2021, which was four days after Dune Part 1's U.S. release, um, which is uh, pretty crazy. You know, people... We were clamoring for some more Dune, some more spice. Yeah. Well, you know why they didn't green light part two? It's because it's Warner Brothers. And Warner yeah. Brothers apparently has a really hard time making good movies now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is true. Dennis Villeneuve. Ah, fuck. I already forgot how to pronounce it. Villeneuve. Villanueva. Okay, Villanueva. All right, I gotta write that in my brain. Dennis Villanueva <laughs> said he will not release any deleted scenes, explaining uh, in a quote, "I'm a strong believer that when it's not in the movie, it's dead. I kill darlings, and it's painful for me. Sometimes I re- remove shots, and I and I say I cannot believe I'm cutting this out. I feel like a samurai opening my gut. It's painful, so I cannot go back after that." And create a Frankenstein and try to reanimate things that I killed. It's too painful. When it's dead, it's dead. And it's dead for a reason. But yes, it is a painful project. But it is my job. The movie prevails. I'm uh, The movie prevails. I'm very, I think, severe in the editing room. I'm not thinking about my ego. I'm thinking about the movie. End quote. Yeah. That was, yeah. Uh, that's... that's 
valid 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 point yeah it's like there there we know there's like characters that are in the first movie that we never got um uh any uh um like we we never got any resolution for the character whether they died or not um remember remember that guy that's like the biological like human computer who can analyze and stuff like that um i forgot his name in the first movie but like I, I, when they were I, like making their like going over statistics and stuff their eyes would roll into the back of their head and stuff like that vaguely. yeah i can't really we, remember we've never found movie. out what happened to him yeah, we never yeah. found out what happened to him, and he was not in the second movie at all. I forgot the actor's name, but I was going over some uh, some facts about it, and uh, there were scenes of him shot for Dune Part Two, but every single scene got cut out. Eesh. Every single one. Damn. Every single one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Part Three. Maybe for Part Three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, for Part Three. Uh, this was uh described Fade Rotha Harkonnen, Austin Butler. As a quote cross between a psychopathic killer, an Olympic swordmaster, a snake, and Mick Jagger, end quote. <laughs> Jagger had actually been attached to play the character in Alejandro Jodorowsky's uh, failed Dune adaptation in the 1970s. Um, I can love that. Yeah, so that's such a great, great descriptor. I'll be honest. Like, and you kind of and. and now reading that kind of makes sense. Kind of makes sense mm -hmm. now looking at him. Because he, he does yeah. act that way. But we'll get into it. Um, and lastly, uh, Stellan Skarsgård's body makeup took eight hours to apply and two hours to remove for every day of shooting. He didn't drink anything and took Imodium pills in order to avoid having to go to the bathroom during shooting days. That's, that's intense. That's nuts. That's nuts. Ten hours of his day was just makeup processing, right. and he probably he probably did at least another six to eight hours of shooting. Eat, you know what I mean? Like uh, every day of shooting, eight hours. Imagine not just him waking up early to do that, but also the makeup people having to wake up even earlier to prep, like get all the stuff mm -hmm. together and like just making sure everything's like a okay. Like that's intense, and the two out like to stay. Two hours after? Imagine you you at your job and your boss tells you to stay two hours after. Fuck no. I wonder how much money he got paid. Hopefully he got paid a shit ton. I mean, here's the thing. He is an incredible actor. Incredible yeah. actor. Um he he I feel like he never misses his mark. Mm -hmm. So um when he I devotes himself to a the role. Makeup he does. people are paid. <laughs> I hope they're getting paid. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a big thing. Oh man, that's intense. Well, we we gotta we gotta get into it. We gotta cut into the the meat of this thing. So let's let's do our top level thoughts of Dune Part Two. And uh, I'm gonna start with you, Genesee. Well, what did you think after watching I, Dune Part Two? I had a great time. I this is like the comedy of the year. Tbh, <laughs> I don't know why. I was laughing the whole time. Really. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, there was a really, like, especially, like, the first half of the movie, I feel like towards the second half, um, not as many people were laughing with me, but I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you look Austin Butler's face in the eye while he is eye-fucking <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, and, and not laugh, like, I, that was so funny, I, I thought yeah. it was hilarious, but, like, for the first half of the movie, the whole theater that I was in, just laughing, just laughing away, mm -hmm. I don't... <laughs> 
that was hilarious. Um, but other than it being comical genius, I something I really appreciated about this movie is that um, I felt I noticed how much it utilized silence and sound. Like it was, I was just absolutely impressed with um, how selective their dialogue was. It wasn't that they didn't have dialogue because there was and there was plenty of it but it this i mean i would be really interested in breaking this film down by how much people were actually talking in it because i think that there's a very good portion of it that is just other sounds and silence they utilized silence so well in this like to a point that i noticed it and i was like damn and they and in the silence the actors were acting their asses off oh my god the just like the looks that Zendaya as Chani gives, I was like, I think Paul Atreides might have just been murdered. Like, yeah. I think he's dead now. I think Chani killed him with her eyes. Like, I was, I was so impressed by by this entire cast and and the way that they truly, I they had to do so much with their facial expressions and their body um that was just impeccable i think dune is a really difficult thing to approach because it it is something that exists on its own and not and not just because it's a book like oh yeah all book adaptations have that but dune is is one of few that that it, it's not just a book like it, it it's a universe that has a, a, people have expectations of what dune is and at the same time you have people closer to me of like i haven't read all of all of dune and so i don't have the all of the background like i know that there are things in this movie that i didn't fully understand because i don't i don't fully understand the politics and the the little details of the people that you do get in the book but at the same time it was still very enjoyable it was still very clear what was happening and what's at stake, um, which I think can be really hard for uh, book adaptations sometimes is getting those stakes right. And I feel like this film adaptation of Dune really got it. Um, I was also really impressed with Tim Timothy Chalamet. Um, and I say that because Timothy Chalamet is just one of the weirdest dudes out there um, because <laughs> he's in so many things. He's, I think he's unquestionably a very talented actor um and at the same time people love to hate timothy chalamet and i love he's that i love it what <laughs> and i mean yeah because he, he's he's just in every it's like the uh what's this what what's that guy's name uh uh what star lord from uh, oh chris pratt chris pratt yeah like he's, he's, he's well, like, okay pratt, yeah though. but you know, it's in the I'm sorry, vein. you're gonna be homophobic. I'm not gonna like you. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I'm saying, yeah. like, you know, like even before that, like they just, I'm tired of seeing this guy. Like, in other reasons, I'm just tired of seeing him everywhere. Yeah. Um, uh, can I say this though? Timothy Chalamet is one of us. He got his start as a YouTuber modding Xbox 360 yeah. controllers. He is one of us. All right. Timothy Chalamet <laughs> is a fucking trip, dude. Um, he's also, I think, he's really fun because he. I in whenever he's acting, I feel like he has three facial expressions, and they're all variations of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. He's Very straight mocking the man. camera. Yeah, he's just he's like fucking mewing. He's like, like, like look at look at the jaw. 
his look his at my, performance, look at my though. Yeah, look at my it's, my jawline. This... Dude, he has a jawline. It's like it he... like has a definitive curve. That thing can cut diamonds, dude. I swear to God. I swear to God, it's yeah. cut diamonds. Is the actor. <laughs> yeah, the jawline is the actor. I, I'm gonna call him right now. Ten years from now, he's gonna be Batman. Ten years from now, he's gonna be Batman. Oh, I'm calling it for sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 Call like, it right give now. Him, give him like just a stubble, like just a little bit. Yeah, just a little oh, stubble. Oh, yeah, it's there. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> Genesee <It's> swoons. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, this is the swooniest cast ever. Are you kidding? They put Zendaya, Timothy Chalamet, and Florence Pugh in a room, and I yeah. was like, <laughs> and, and Josh Brolin, and Josh Brolin. And Josh Brolin, like yeah, literally everybody. So many fuckable people in that set, man. So many, yeah, so many, yeah. and they all look fabulous. The costuming department on this whole movie, oh my god! Would it, whoever got Timothy Chalamet's costume to flurry in the wind like that needs a fucking raise. Oh yeah, my dude. god, his that's his like video game level is... of like just like like I'm the badass just standing here like. <laughs> No, it was so impressive. And I was I was just I I was honestly shocked. There are moments in this film where Timothy Paul Atreides, Paul Atreides has to own the room. He absolutely commands it. Like this movie is about Paul becoming who he's supposed to be. He is it's all about this whole series is all about prophecy and it's all about this destiny, right? And this film is the turning point where Paul has to become his destiny. He has to become the destiny of his of the, his whole world. So many like things are riding on that. And Timothy did it. He he made Paul come through. And he like I feel like even just from the beginning of this, he starts out as a bit of a boy. And then by the end, like, oh shit, this is a man. Like this mm-hmm. is a leader. And he he's just very commanding. And I would not have um expected that from timothy just off the bat if you told me like oh this man was gonna have to command a room of thousands with his voice i'd be like no way man please (laughs) that bottom please (laughs) yeah you let this twink into the room (laughs) 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 i was like wow he's like whoa okay okay I wasn't familiar okay. with your game, Mr. Chalamet. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's Sana Gaib, dude. Fuck, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> Literally. Yes, that's you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Devin, what, what do you think of uh, what you Yo, thoughts? First of all, when they say you need to see this movie on the big screen and that it's meant for the big screen, they are absolutely right the the cinematography in this movie the colorization of this movie the set pieces the sound design it the, i think the best way i could describe it as it is cinematically explosive even when it's at its mm-hmm. quietest um th- this this movie is is gorgeous it's gorgeous in in the sense of writing it's gorgeous in the sense of dialogue in the action set pieces um, the pacing through this movie does not it, it 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 is it is not a slow burn at all. It has parts where it, it quiets down for a moment to kind of like bring you back into the depth of the the situation and the seriousness. And then it is so expansive 
as it's following Paul go through his ascendancy, right? To mm-hmm. to uh to his his duke bloodline and and the prophecy of what is foretold by the people of Arrakis, right? It is awesome. Um they they show it in the trailer when they start writing the worms. That is oh, insane. Dude. Yeah. Insane. Like absolutely great to watch. Hi Esco, welcome. <laughs> um it, it it is so good. I like the very first movie with Timothy Chalamet's performance, he does give scared little boy vibes. He does. Like yeah. throughout the movie. I don't know what to do. I'm scared, you know. Where do I go? Or police. Uh, yeah. The whole family yeah. is murdered except for your mom. So fair, I mean, you should well, be scared. Yeah. <laughs> but this movie, there there's a confidence, not just behind his character, but behind his portrayal of the character. Mm-hmm. Really. And and I and I thought that was missing a little bit in the first movie. Uh, mm-hmm. honestly and he he was don't get me wrong i liked the first movie a lot but i like this movie even more because it it showed like the actors showed that they believe their roles even more you know they they were they really put all their all into it uh zendaya's performance was great was oh God, yeah so good really like good. all of her emotion in in her role as chani was so believable um down to every last bit uh even with that nice thickum smack right there in that scene you know what i'm talking oh. about oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah also yeah. felt that the whole yeah. th- the whole theater felt that slap whole- oh yeah like we yeah. like mm, that's mm, harder harder yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like i i really and i i always touch on this on on movies um, I talked a lot about, I think last time that I talked about this um, was with the creator, but the sound design was incredible, mm-hmm. like absolutely incredible. Um, uh, another note that I really uh, liked is when they went to the planet of the Harkonnen and they showed a little bit in the trailer. I found out the reason why it the, the tone shifted in like the colorization, why it was kind of had that inkwell black and white look is because mm-hmm. their sun is actually a black sun. So yeah. that is the way that light illuminates that world, which is really cool that they actually have things like that in their universe and they're displaying it visually. The like they don't even like talk that. about it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I really, really like that. Um, which m- makes me a lot curious for how other worlds are. And if it's going to be kind of like, you know, with like Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, how like each dimension had its own art style. If we're, if we might see something similar to that in the sense of like how light and contrast is displayed from planet or to sound. planet. Yeah. And sound. Um, that could be a soundless planet. Where that they would sound be cool. Yeah. 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 Or kind of like that deep space kind of like where everything's like really muffled and almost quiet when when they're supposed to be sound uh that'd be really cool um the the costume design was amazing i loved florence Pugh's chainmail like dress yeah uh, that was absolutely gorgeous it was the the design work and um when uh jessica the mother um becomes the grandmother and she has that red like veil over her with the with the tattoos on her face and everything oh so good so good yeah, yeah i i i loved it um you know see seeing josh brolin come back 
in the movie. Um, I I love that man. He I think he's one of my favorite actors. I really do. I really do. And he he had a very believable part in this movie as well. Um, moving on to Austin Butler. Oh my god. Oh my god. What a sadistic fuck, dude. That guy is insane. Yeah. He <sighs> when when they say he method acts, I fucking believe it. I would not have wanted to be on the set with him while he's playing this role, like at all. Um terrifying. Just, I yeah. did read somewhere that uh he for this film he actually toned it down with the method acting. Did he? Um, I would hope it, so. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. let me let me look. I, I think I read it somewhere here. Yeah. Well, will you pull that up? I like he for some context. He recently played Elvis, and he did his method acting mm-hmm. thing where he he went underwent a lot of voice coaching to get the Elvis voice to the point where it like permanently altered his voice and he had to go through like in his everyday life he couldn't get out of it and he had to go through intense voice coaching all over again to yeah. revert back to his usual voice and uh, i even now i think it's not like how it was yeah i i uh i'm looking at it here he said austin butler said he toned down his method acting uh for playing fade rotha uh quote i've definitely in the past with elvis explored living within that world for three years and that the only thing that i think about day and night with fade uh i knew that i knew that that would be unhealthy for my family and friends so i made a conscious decision to have a boundary it allowed for more freedom between actions and cut because i knew i was going to protect everybody else outside of the context of what we were doing that's not to say that it doesn't bleed into your life but i knew that i wasn't going to do anything dangerous outside of that boundary and in a way that allowed me to go deeper uh villanueva said um when the camera was on, it was like you were possessed. When the camera was off, you were still maybe like 25 to 30% fade. Just enough to still be present and focused, but removed enough that you didn't kill anybody on set. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, you know, at least at least he was consciously aware of his own faults and and took the steps to correct it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, I can't accidentally murder anyone because I get yeah. too method. Yeah. <laughs> I, I there is something I do want to touch on the um um the costume design. I kind of want to circle back to that. Um the more I think about it is the emperor played by the great Christopher Walken, right? Yeah. Um I I think I think his uh his garments were pretty uh pretty plain and kind of boring compared to the rest of the cast for being the emperor, you know? Um it that, just looked like he was wearing a sheet. Though. Yeah, like he has so much power that he doesn't need to show it. Like he's yeah. at the top. I already. agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I've never read the books. I, from what I hear, this is a pretty good adaption um, of of the story that's been told in the books, and this is probably the most faithful uh, compared to the movies, from from what I've seen. Um, there, I am really interested to see where this story goes, uh, just because of the one thing I know that they did change and showed. Uh, I think it's good. We're supposed to be getting like some sort of time jump in the next movie, essentially, mm-hmm. because from what they showed in this movie, there was supposed to be a time jump from the from the rest of the story to the climax, right? Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to have yeah, something time- else. Yeah. 
Yeah. So Time I'm interested. Was passing in a weird way. Like it felt yeah. like months so through the film. Over like yeah, I was minutes. I was gonna mention that when I when I was talking. Oh, it mm -hmm. got to me because it, it it definitely felt um like just you just lose track of time in a in a good way in a good mm -hmm. way in a in a way that's like well i don't know what the fuck's going on it's like you know what's going on it's just like there's no set mm -hmm. time frame it's not like oh one week of doing this it's it's not like a whole mm -hmm. like arcing thing it's more like oh this these are just events that are happening within this continuous like strip mm -hmm. in time mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh shane does this lead into a war let's just say there is a war in this movie there's a war scene yeah war scene yeah there movie. is a war scene in this movie um and and this definitely does uh it definitely sets up another movie it really does um so it, it is only one war in this movie so yeah, yeah. i will it's, i will say that there's definitely a war that. yeah there's oh by the way the way that that was executed was awesome that was a visual spectacle um yeah yeah um, and I, I think that that's part of the story too that's really interesting is like who decides why you go to war and or who mm -hmm. decides what war is because like mm -hmm. the ruling class at first like is is like oh we need to avoid a war we need to avoid a war we need to control this so we don't have a war whereas you see the fremen who are like we are at war? Yeah. Our our homes are being are, are threatened. Like our way of life is threatened. We are at war. Um. And so I know that's not the question you're asking because you're asking something really specific. But I do think that that is like, a, a message that the story is trying to tell of like, what is war and who who decides? Yeah. Um, it's 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 a holy war, right? That this is the the whole undertone of this movie is about religion right and uh i'm not gonna say why it is but but that's what it is um i i do want to point out there is one part where paul it, it i think it's timothy chalamet's best acting in the movie um and it and talking about the god circle? yep the, yeah. the cave thing yeah, yeah the circle. that yeah. was that was a great i wish it was actually a little longer and a little bit more in depth <sighs> but what we got was was it probably fantastic. was it probably was more more scenes to that. incredible uh, yeah that yeah it, it yeah. was great and it, i love how it brought so many main characters together too all in the same spot and it wasn't just a couple and it was him interacting with so many other characters that some of them we don't even have names for but just yeah. I, I felt like everybody did a, a great job in that scene. And they name dropped and, the movie. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was I was great. like, he said it. He said it. Yeah, he said like, it. Dude, was it was great. insane. And it was yeah. well placed too. Because yeah. that can be it wasn't a like, thing. You know, it's like, oh, we're on the dunes and the sand. No, like <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it no. was a well placed uh call out to the, the, the mm. film name, which I that whole yeah, scene is has... just incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that and that the like the depth of of that. I feel like this whole movie has so much depth. Like I'm just thinking, of, like there's like choreography almost mm -hmm. with like like people standing and sitting and moving forward and moving back and turning away from each other. Like every single part of this movie was so thought out. And that scene, I feel like, is like the perfect. If you could only show someone one scene to be like, what is this movie about? 
<laughs> You'd be yeah. like, there, you got it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> also, like the use of like extra extras and other actors for a lot of the uh, scenes too, instead of it being like heavily CGI. Like even the worms in the movie looked believable, you know, mm-hmm. and and the way that uh, they were interacting with the environment and um, just everything, the way that it interacts with the environment, they did such a good job making it look believable and it almost kind of looked like it had like with with our modern colorization it almost looked like it was shot on film because it had like a soft look to it it didn't have like really hard sharp edging to like a lot of the um characters and the cgi and stuff like that um which which made me feel more immersed in the movie as it as it went on um i know i said a lot i think i think i can stop there I, I need to leave some stuff for DJ to talk about because uh, I mean, yeah, I could keep going. I mean, you guys both covered all the things that I was going to talk about. I mean, like, and, and even more so than mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I caught watching the movie. I think, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I was the one I, I watched Dune part one just recently, like a few months ago, uh, <laughs> for the first time. And, um, it was, it was great. It was a good movie and I, I enjoyed it. And I, I even was like, um, Towards the, the the end of the film, like the f- last thirty minutes, I, I fell asleep, but um, almost fell asleep. It just it just didn't it didn't grab me as like the first hour and thirty did, um, you know if that makes sense. Um, but this film had I I didn't even think about looking away, like you know like ever been to a, like a film where you feel guilty about having to go to use the restroom, so you like you just hold it in, yes. like. That that's that's how I felt with this film. Like I I need every second of this. I need to see every second of it, because again, it was shot beautifully. The sound design, the costumes, the characters, the dialogue in between, uh, with between those characters, everything is just set up so, um, so well, and and and, and everything is with purpose. Everyone's moving with purpose. Everyone's like wherever they are in the scene that that's where they're supposed to be and they're like they're doing their motherfucking job you know like and and it's crazy how everyone that's on screen whether you're extra or it's like a main cast member like they add weight to the story like they matter in this world and they make you care about these people you know like you know, we think of extras in the background as like, oh yeah, they're just gonna die off. But like each one of them, like this film with its story in its context, like makes you care about each and every one that Paul is leading into battle, leading to paradise. You know, uh, with the themes of these, uh, with the with the uh, focus on religion in this and the prophecy and like seeing if Paul is up to the up to the task, whether he wants to accept or deny it. Um. Uh, and to what uh, to what you said, Genesee, about it being uh, uh your favorite comedy film for this year, um, it there is some funny moments uh scattered throughout the film, especially the second half. And I, I, I once you said that, I was reminded of a scene. Um, the the it's kiss. It's funny. The, the you remember the kiss. The oh my awesome god! Book? Yeah, I was like. 
whoa like i was like whoa (laughs) i guess that's part of harkening tradition i i guess i that came out of left field for me but me personally you know i feel like you know two men giving each other a kiss on the lips you know in the context of being the alien bad guys i don't know i don't know how i feel about that i don't know yeah (laughs) but it was funny it was just really funny to see that it's like like that's your nephew dude like that's <laughs> Devin. Slightly off topic, but one other thing I I wanted to mention: the choreography in the fight scenes for this movie really oh. good, Incredible. really really good. Um, uh, Tip Timothy Chalamet is not a big man. He is not, Mm-mm. but he was vicious. And was all imposing, I have to say, sure. all I have to say on, on that is, may my dagger chip and shatter yeah Ooh, oh dude yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i'm I not i'm never referring to that man as a twink ever again after that <laughs> oh i will i will <laughs> twink daddy all day fuck yeah yeah I, I mean, you know what and i think that's part of it too is like I, I mean we joke we don't really know if if timothy yeah, we, is a twink, we, we just, like whatever he's into is fine shit. we accept yeah. heterosexuals too but um <laughs> i think that like that just that idea of like i don't know like let's take twinks i think that they can be really powerful depending on like context and like what so we take a skinny ass european starving looking (laughs) dude like timothy chalamet (laughs) and we don't put him in an mma fight right yeah we don't we don't put him in like we're not putting him in certain scenarios we're not like this is a different fight than what we see in marvel this is a different fight than what we see in like so many things he is like especially because you see him from the beginning it was very important that you know that he was he's a honed weapon right like he and the type of fighting that he does is sword and dagger it is Mm -hmm. with his body and it's all very precise and because of that these fights aren't dragged out they aren't made to be explosive. They aren't made to be bigger than they are. They are efficient. meant to be. They are efficient, and it, because of that, they carry more weight. Mm-hmm. I felt. Yeah, because it's like then, you know one wrong because like you with the choreography and how it looks, it's like they're it's precise movements. It's not like just ha ha block block you know like this and that like just yeah. throwing stuff. It's it's all very fluid, and like one mistake can cost you your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you stab wrong, you slice wrong, you slash wrong, you move you take wrong. One you're step done. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, yeah, Devin, you bring up a, a great point with the the choreography. Action choreography mm-hmm. was incredible. The action scenes in this movie were incredible. Had me on the edge of my seat. Um, like the just the the how everything in this film comes together, in the sense of like it just. It, it suspends that disbelief so well, and I'm so immersed. Like, I'm in it. Like, I'm with the Fremen, you know, like, fucking ganging up. Like, I, I, like I'm like i there, right? I, like, I'm there on Arrakis, like, ready to fucking die. Put my life on the line for the fucking prophet. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's how it feels. And it feels, and, and, yeah. and you can for feel Johnny. the stakes. Yeah, it was Chani for me. I was ready mm-hmm. to sacrifice my life for her. I was like, she's yeah. my prophet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For, for yeah, real, like, and also like the way that the Fremen just like come out of the ground, and the way that they hide, yeah, like, they pop out, oh, like whoa, yeah. like yeah, you know, surprise, so good, so good. It's 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 great. And uh, to go back to 
what I was talking about with like the funny moments, like just Stilgar being the being Timothy or being Paul's biggest fanboy and with this little fanboy group. I think that is hilarious. Yeah. As, as it was written. As it was written. He's so humble. He has to be the prophet. I told you. I told you. Okay, that part was funny. That part that, was funny. That's hilarious. No, that's what I was laughing at. Yeah. Especially because he says it all with a straight face. Like, I... <laughs> I, I like, love how they like, make fun of him. They're like, oh, it's a big one. And he's like, oh, not the big one. Not the... <laughs> he's like, hey, don't show off. Okay. Like, yeah. Like, but he, and he says it with straight face, but he says it like in, in such confidence. Like, like, and it, it, it's so charming in that way. It's like, yes, as it was written, like I told you guys, like, what are, you, like, what are we standing around for? <laughs> he's the one. But like, but like that contrasts so well with his character because he's super serious too like in his yeah. super serious scenes like especially when they give paul his new name um like just i welcome you as my my brother like that it's like that animal we we look at the the northern stars and we, we call that that name you know like that's that was sick that's a sick moment like, like that, that yeah. in the film is filled with moments like that where it's like yeah. it, it kind of it kind of uh makes you uh, feel that like the lightheartedness and like just just the life of living out there in Arrakis, and then it just hits you. The they stonewall you here, and it's like this is serious business. Like this is yeah. like these there the stakes are here, and you need to know that. And the film does such a great job doing that at every turn. And you're like like they they love to like break check you and be like, there's still shit going on. Okay, we're not fucking. It's not you know sunshine and rainbows all the time. Okay, you. you be prepared for some crazy. So I, 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 I love this. Film. It's such a balance of everything, uh, and I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it more than the first film. And it leaves you wanting more, even though like the final thirty minutes are just action packed, and like the tensions building and the war scene, and just the whole one v one, like that, that whole thing. Perfect. Perfect, in my opinion. Dude, the the closing scene of this film, I I my I think my jaw dropped. I was like, mm -hmm. it was just, and especially because it was so simple. And I feel like that's the beauty of this film is that it was so simple. Yeah. In a lot of parts. Yeah, and and, and it's it's crazy how we can call this film simple when we we know that the CGI, like all the effects and everything to make it look like you're on another planet in another universe mm -hmm. is incredible. And I think yeah. like just, yeah, like, like how it is is so simple, but it's like everything's methodical and, and to go back to mm -hmm. how the action choreography is, it's efficient. Everything's efficient, you know, mm -hmm. no wasted movements, no wasted breaths, no mm -hmm. wasted time. And no wasted just, words. Yeah, no waste of work. Like no, no waste anywhere. Because I don't think there's any scene here that I could cut out and it be okay to do. You know, there's there's more scenes we can add for sure because you know we would like to expand the storyboard, but like we can't take anything out of this the, the final cut of this film of of the full release because it, all of it comes together in such a great package.
Yeah. Well, okay. I think it's time to talk about our scores for this film. Genesee, we're going to start with you. What are you going to rate this thing? And do should people go see it right away or no? As the slut that I am, I have to give it 10 out of 10. 10 out this, of 10. Like, if this film isn't a 10 out of 10, I literally don't know what is. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. mm-hmm. so well done across the board. Uh, you should absolutely see it. You should see it in theaters. Um, it, it's it's just an experience. Like, this is what it feels like to go to the movies, is this film. Like, this is why movie theaters were made. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well said. I mean, the like, like the whole thing, the way it's shot, like, it's so crisp. Like, you have to see it on the big screen. You have to. Yeah. Like, if you get into, you got to get into the, the, the exclusive theater, too. You got to get into that, like, surround sound fucking IMAX theater. You got to see that. Had that have that experience, <clears throat> Devin. What are you scoring Dune Part Two? And yeah, same, go watch it. Same thing. Um, same thing. Yeah, it's a ten out of ten. People should go see it immediately. Uh, watch Part One. Go see Part Two. Um, th- this movie is incredible. It it is a cinematic masterpiece, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I love this movie. I I want to go see it again. Hell yeah, hell yeah. That's what Garrick said too. Garrick said he. He's fiending for another chance to watch Dune Part 2, so maybe you might see it over the weekend. Uh, he was supposed to be on the uh, episode tonight, but he had some internet issues, so um, mm-hmm. you can join us. But I know he really enjoyed the film. Uh, as for me, I hate to do it. I'm going to give it a 9. I'm going to give this one a 9. I can't give it a 10 um, mm-hmm. because uh, um, I think it's it's great, but it doesn't blow me away like i think i reserve tens for like it literally changes my life you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you know and because like I, I i review at like you know both ends of the spectrum like if it if i say it's a zero i literally want to it to be deleted and if it's a 10 i i want it injected into my veins at the furthest moment and it's the first thing i'll download when i get neuralinked uh in the future okay <laughs> so i think it's a nine but i i do believe everyone should go see it like right now as soon as you can bring your friend bring bring family go see it it is incredible it's an incredible incredible film i enjoyed a ton of it there's some parts where i'm like it it can get a little bit confusing especially if like for me like i don't know a lot about dune and even watching the first one i, I still get kind of sidetracked but like i'm like i'm confused but i'm here like I'm on the I'm here mm-hmm. for the ride, you know, um, but then uh, like as the film goes on, like towards the second half, like I think the second half of this film is fucking perfect, perfect across mm-hmm. the board. Like just it is just nonstop. Like you're here, you're here, you're here, you're here, and then the big thing, and you're there for the big thing, and then you're like, fuck, when's part three? You know, <laughs> like you're just like mm-hmm. you see the credits, like damn, part three needs to come out now. Like that's that's how it is. Um. But yeah, that's uh so two tens and a nine. That's like uh nine uh like I think that's nine point five, eh? I think. Like Yeah, I mean that's where if we were if we're gonna do decimals, yeah, that'd be a nine point five. Nine point five. I mean I, I might as well GK just gives it a ten. Nine over thirty. So just a that's ten. Right? Yeah. 
This movie's a 10. This movie's a 10. Yeah. Okay. This Regardless of my score, it doesn't it. matter. My score doesn't it's matter. It's a 10. I used yeah. to be a dude the hater. Nest, for the decimal big... is, is like 9.667. So, yeah, up. we can round. We're round up. It's a 10 out of 10. <laughs> but uh, please let us know what you think about Doom Part 2 if you saw it, uh, you know, uh, before this podcast or after this podcast. Let us know in the comments below of this video or. Uh, on our podcast channels. Um, but this has been 20,000 Films Under the Sea. Your choice for all the nerdy pop media news, reviews, and discussions you wanted each and every week. If you like what you heard, you can head over to our Discord channel where you can submit questions and topics to the show, get exclusive content, and have early access to episodes before they go live on a podcast and video service near you. But if you emptied your pockets for the latest and greatest in entertainment, that's cool with us. You can watch us record this show live at twitch.tv slash show. I repeat, twitch.tv slash show. G-O-O-D-K-R-A-K-E-N-S-H-O-W uh, on Twitch. <clears throat> you can also support us <laughs> by going to our YouTube channel, hitting subscribe, or by leaving a review on our podcast channel by searching 20,000 Films Under the Sea. And we'll be there waiting for you. But until next time, as written, as it was written. <laughs> May my dagger chip and shatter. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet's a twink. Bye-bye. <laughs>